the squadron. They called him Bullets, but we call him Greg Kelly. Greg Kelly is on the air on the Red Apple Podcast Network. The Greg Kelly Show. I think it's been chaos. But that's what we see. Chaos just follows him everywhere he goes. And some of this has been very politically motivated. We see that for what it is. Some of it has not been fair. Some he's going to have to defend himself. And we're going to find out whether, you know, there's something behind it or not. But the problem is, this is someone we're talking about could win the Republican nomination. And he's going to be in court March and April. May and June. He, by his own words, said he's going to be spending more time in court than he is on the campaign trail. That's a problem. Republicans will not win if Donald Trump is the nominee. It's not going to happen. Every poll shows that he can't beat Biden. Some are down by five. Some are down by seven. On his best day, it's margin of error. She's lying again. Man, she is swampy as hell. And annoying. There are consistent polls that show Donald Trump beating Joe Biden. Even the left, they will acknowledge that that whole argument about Trump is unelectable, that does not work anymore. It's not true. The data does not back you up, Nikki Haley. The data actually says that you're a liar. The other thing there, just the annoying tone. And she is banking on, she should be out there defending Donald Trump. Because what is happening to him could happen to each and every one of us. He, she should be defend, She should be as outraged as everybody. Anybody. I mean, this is this is the threat to democracy. Locking up a political opponent, attempting to. This is trying to steal an election. And the next time somebody tells me about Donald Trump and what a threat he poses, well, <laughs> it's that that poses the threat. Your rhetoric, your poisonous rhetoric. Who knows who you're going to fire up? to do something bad to Trump? And are you kind of setting the stage for signing some sort of document, some sort of top-secret document that declares Donald Trump an enemy of the state? He's allowed to say that the media are the enemy of the people. I totally agree. But the way you guys have talked about him, I wonder what the hell you're going to try next. And what are they going to try on us, on the people? Have you given money to Donald Trump? I suggest that you do. I'm not calling for it. I'm not allowed to. I think people, one way to get involved, you know, we've got people out there who pick up the phone and call their congressman or whatever. That doesn't work. I mean, it doesn't hurt, but it doesn't really work. You've got to write letters or you got, and you've got to give money. Give money. But listen to this. If you give money to Donald Trump, listen to what Liz Cheney, what does Liz Cheney have in mind for each of us, anybody like us who's given money or wants to give money? Liz, Liz Cheney, broken down, haggard woman from Wyoming who got her ass beat bad by political unknown. Hageman was her name. She's the new congresswoman. But she gets continually thrust into the national spotlight as she was on all the Sunday shows again. Listen to this. This is a, a really depraved individual. And the idea that Republican donors are going to say, well, we're, we're just going to ignore that, what he's saying, and we're going to back him. In that, I think the press and the voters have a responsibility to hold them to account for what, what he is and what he says. What the hell? Hold us to account. What do you have in mind? What does that mean? Hold us accountable for giving money? 
All I want from giving money is a receipt. Thank you very much. The press and the government and Repub- what? What the hell do you guys have to do with it? We don't believe the lies about January 6th. You scared some people. You tried, You hyped the hell out of it. But you know what? We were battle-scarred and battle-tested by that point. Black Lives Matter summer that you pretended was all righteous, didn't you, Liz? You and Mitt Romney. Mitt Romney grabbing a BLM flag and actually marching with those rioters. Mitt. I really despise that guy. I absolutely despise him. He cares more about his stupid haircut and being slim than he does about the country. Jim in New Jersey, yes. Hi, Greg. Um, did you fly the A-10? No. Oh, oh. I thought, yeah, what, what, what plane did you fly? I flew uh, several planes, but I specialized in the AV-8B Harrier jet. Oh, is that a VTOL? Yeah, well, we called it uh, it's Stovall or, or, or V-Stall, short takeoff vertical landing. Oh, oh, okay, okay. That's not the one with the cannon in the nose, though, right? Uh, the, the A-10 famously has that gun that is very, very powerful. We have a gun, too. you got to strap it on. It's not as famous. It's not as powerful, but it's pretty cool. Was that was that like a tank killer too, or like the A ten was? Yeah, yeah, we could bomb the hell out of a tank. Sure. <laughs> what kind of round was that in the nose of that uh, what A ten? What? What's with what you in the A ten? What the hell is with you in the A ten plane? What do you so care that about that a, thing? Who, who manufactured that? Would uh, I don't know, pal. That, you can Google this stuff. It's a fine plane. It's very slow. Harrier's much faster. Uh, performs a hell of an air show. That gun is pretty special. And uh, that's all I really got to say about that. I'll tell you one thing about the A-10 that's uh, kind of cool and still puzzling to me. The very first time a pilot flies that plane, he flies it by himself. There's no instructor. So you just go out and fly it. There's no two-seat version of the A-10. When I flew the Harrier for the first time, guess what I had in the back? An instructor, a guy who knew how to fly the damn thing. Uh, They won't do that uh, in an A-10. Basically because it's easier to fly. It's much easier to fly. It's conventional, you know? Big, long runway. You know, what can go wrong? Um, But the Air Force does screw it up from time to time. Anyway, I love the Air Force. Jim, thank you for the question. It's an interesting question. Um, Fox 5, are they fake news? Not really. Cut 10, please. Cut 10. Well, with the rash of recent shootings, attacks and robberies on and around mass transit in the city, it's no surprise that new numbers from the NYPD show an uptick in subway crime. That's right, especially robberies and thefts. Fox 5's Arthur Chan has more on the surge in what police think is partly to blame. Of the six people that were shot, there's four males and two females. From shootings to slashings to assaults, so far this year, subway crimes have jumped 22.6% compared with last year. Even police officers haven't been exempt from attacks. The NYPD tells Fox 5 138 out of 266 cases so far this year are grand larcenies. That's up about 40 percent. It includes smartphones and headphones being snatched and more. And here's an eye-opening stat. Since the beginning of the year, NYPD officers have made 40% more arrests than this time last year, with a 64% increase in grand larceny arrests. 
Now, usually when arrests go up in the subway system, crime goes down. But in this case, they're both going up at the same time. And law enforcement experts tell us that's because grand larceny suspects are often back out on the streets before long. Well, thank you. What the hell is grand larceny, by the way? Kind of throwing that term around, grand larceny, grand larceny, grand larceny. I kind of know what it means, but would it be nice? Is it $500 or more, $1,000 or more, $2,000 or more? Um, Look, I don't need that report to know that crime is um, getting worse on the subway and getting worse on the street. And the numbers don't necessarily, well, not necessarily represent it going forward. You know that cops are on their heels You know that cops have been, uh, they're not being backed up by City Hall. They're vulnerable to arrest. They're vulnerable to lawsuit. And I cannot blame them for, you know, they're not going to be as aggressive as they were under Bloomberg, as they were under Giuliani. And you need aggression. You need proactive policing. You need, uh, sometimes you got to use force. Yeah, force. It's, um, It's so tragic what has happened. And... There are a couple of culprits, but probably the New York Times is a big one. Um, The New York Post actually bears responsibility for backing that meathead, Eric Adams. Um, And the campaign of 2013, how how, uh, de Blasio was able to run around this city campaigning against the police when everybody thought that the police were doing a great job, 75% approval rating, But in this sick political culture, all you got to do is appeal to the wackos, the far left, and you can get 80,000 people to vote for you. Ranked choice voting, presto changeo, you're the mayor. That's one of the reasons why we have voting on the last day of school. Can you believe that? On the last day of school. Connie, hello. Hello. Yes. Yep, yep, yep. Yes. Uh, I I wanted to talk to you about uh, Obama. This is Obama's fourth term. Uh, uh, Biden is just a a puppet. And um, if anybody votes for Michelle, they're going to get more of Obama. All right, Connie. um, Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. And I get get so upset with that because... uh, Obama hated uh, Bibi and uh, Israel. He wouldn't even let Bibi in the White House for the longest time. He sure did. And you could see it, the body language. He resented the hell out of Israel. And, uh, yeah, not good. You can feel the negative energy. You could feel it. And um, in big ways and small, he screwed over Israel. And, um, well, as you know, the left, they're anti-Semitic. They really are. I mean, uh, there are some who are not. And they're just misguided, but it's really driven, I think, by anti-Semitism. And we've all had a we've all had a major wake-up call. Thank you uh, very much for that. Hey, the other thing, what is going on with Rick Pitino? Rick Pitino is that superstar coach. He was with Kentucky for a long time, right? And now uh, is he at St. John's? He's at St. John's, and he's upset. He's mad as hell. Cut eleven, please. Just lack toughness. It's really the, all the toughness things. Of why? We give up leads. We are so non-athletic that we can't guard anybody without fouling. And really, it's not about losing. Because even in winning, winning when we watch the film, I see unathletic plays. I, I see people that don't handle the ball, that's just interested in taking quick shots. So it's been a disappointing year. This has been the most unenjoyable experience I've had 
since I've been coaching. You have any second thoughts of taking this job? No, not at all. It's not St. John's. It's my team. Look, I'm disappointed. I don't want to say the wrong things, but I'm really disappointed in my team. She whiz, coach. Uh, hello? He called his team unathletic? Are they that bad? They can't be that bad. I, you know, there's some things you don't say. Save it for the locker room, Rick. Coach Patino, or save it for the parking lot. Know what I mean? Huh? Hey, coach. Be right back. Greg Kelly. Hey, Mel. Bri here. Gotta work from home today because the whole family caught a nasty. Hey, Mikey, if you're gonna puke, find the popcorn bowl. But my availability is 110%. Coincidentally, so is my fever. <laughs> Kidding. Mel, I'm so cold but hot. Uh, but I'm going to get you that budget just as soon as I... Mikey, popcorn bowl! Press 1 to use Instacart and get your family's sick day essentials delivered in as fast as 30 minutes. Press 2 to keep working. Do not press 2. Just use Instacart, Brian. Oh, 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 O'Reilly! You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. Hi, it's Lou Dobbs for Priority Gold, America's precious metals dealer. These are volatile times with high inflation, soaring debt, wars on multiple continents, and rising financial stress. Central banks are buying gold to diversify their reserves, so are many Americans. Call Priority Gold and find out how precious metals can help you diversify your portfolio. They're highly rated and happy to help. Call 1-866-303-6357 or get a free gold guide at PriorityGoldGuide.com. That's Priority PriorityGoldGuide.com. Greg Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. This is the Greg Kelly Show. Just like toughness. It's really the, all the toughness things of why we give up leads. We are so non-athletic that we can't guard anybody without fouling. And really, it's not about losing. Because even in winning, winning when we watch the film, I see unathletic plays. I, I see people that don't handle a ball that's just interested in taking quick shots. So it's been a disappointing year. Hey, this Rick Pitino, stick it. I don't like that. I love St. John's. Ooh, ooh. Luce Carnesecca never would have talked trash about his team like that in public. Would he? Trashing the team all over the place. Rick Patino. 
How many million? This guy gets paid millions of dollars. May we? Uh, I just on this occasion, you know, I don't know much about basketball. When I think Rick Rick Pitino, I think uh, I think two things: Kentucky and prostitutes, and sex in the parking lot. That's what I think. Is it? I mean, look, there are people who think basically the same thing about me. They think Greg Kelly, uh, maniac, and uh, oh yeah, that sex scandal from a dozen years ago. It's okay. Some people use that as a shorthand. But Rick, uh, that was just what is that leadership out of uh, Alcatraz uh, State Penitentiary School of Leadership? You don't talk to people like that. What do you think, James Flippin? Hey, Greg. Uh, yeah, I mean, look, I don't know. I'm kind of surprised at your reaction to Patino. And the fact that he spoke this way, because I feel like most of the time you feel like athletes are kind of coddled and overly celebrated and, you know, well, not first of all, a... these athletes are not making any money generally at, at, at St. John's. They could right? be through the nat- he, image and likeness stuff. He, not, I don't think they're up in that. Probably not. And he makes millions of dollars a year on the backs of these children, essentially. And um, look, you can yell and scream all you want. Do it behind closed doors. How do you lead that team after you just trashed them publicly? You, you lost them forever. He's no leader. Maybe he was once. Maybe he's still uh, torn up about uh, the Karen Cipher sex and extortion scandal. The news broke that Patino was the target of extortion with Cipher demanding Patino give her money and cars after the pair had a sexual encounter at a Louisville restaurant in 2003. Patino said the sex was consensual. Cypher was sentenced to seven years in prison in 2011, and her sentence expired earlier this year. Hmm. And then there's Katrina Powell, who details illicit activities with recruits. Powell, a former prostitute, published a book called Breaking Cardinal Rules, Basketball and the Escort Queen, that broke down parties she helped put together involving dancers and potential Louisville recruits. Oh, it's Louisville. University of Louisville? Yeah, well, that Kentucky, was... Well, Louisville is in Kentucky, so I got True. that part right. They were paid for by a former graduate assistant, Andre McGee. Patino had this to say at the time. Uh, I don't know if any of this is true or not, Patino told the ESPN. There's only one person who knows the truth, and McGee needs to come out and tell the truth. I could go on with the scandal around this guy, but look, you can do that with anybody. Yeah. I, I mean, no, no, I, I just, I'm taken aback by his demeanor. By the way, Patino did coach at the University of Kentucky before landing at Louisville. He had a stop over in the NBA for a while, coached the Celtics, uh, was actually the Knicks coach at one point. But yeah, I mean, look, I think that what you're highlighting is a lot of the stuff that people don't like about college athletics, right? This idea that there's this coach making millions and millions of dollars. These are amateur athletes. They're supposed to be anyway. But college basketball is such a massive enterprise, especially that tournament in March that we're coming up against. Oh, March Madness. Exactly. And uh, in essence, what happened here for St. John's, they lost 8 out of 10 games. They had just blown a 19-point lead to Seton Hall, and they're not going to make the NCAA tournament. Oh, my God, they suck. So he is. I'd reacting. like to see some athleticism from those punks. <laughs> no, what? Also, forget it, coach. I'm sorry. I had no idea. It was and he that got bad. into the particulars of it. You know, he said they lack lateral quickness. They lack strength. Here's the key: there's a lot of turnover in college basketball and in in you know basketball. Yeah. Freshmen become sophomores. Sophomores and, become juniors. And he talked about how he didn't really get to recruit his guys to the extent that he would have wanted to. So he's in essence said. A lot of these guys aren't going to be back next year. So I guess it doesn't matter to him if he rips them like that. Well, certain things you say behind closed doors. And uh, 
all that stuff. He should not have shared that publicly. And oh, by the way, it's supposed to be fun, right? Isn't it supposed to be a little bit fun? And this guy's got to win it all. I mean, I don't know. I uh, Probably a lot of pressure on him as well. You know, he's trying to bring St. John's kind of back to that standard that they had once upon a time under Karnaseka, like you said. Wear that sweater. Get a sweater like Lou used to wear. Everybody loved that guy. And we loved the Redmen. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Remember that? We are St. John's. Nobody's, nobody's chanting that anymore. No, now they're the Red Storm. Um, all right, James, is there anything locally I need to know about? Did you hear about this case out of the Soho Hotel where a woman was found dead earlier I this month? I did hear that story. And then they arrested a guy in Arizona that they think could be connected to it. Uh, all right, so they made an arrest. They did. Good, good, good. Greg Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Listening to the Greg Kelly Show. You hear that? That's the sound of the opposite of freedom. That's a bunch of illegal migrants trying to beat up on cops on Randall's Island. How about that? Free food, free debit cards. Wi-Fi, you name it, they're still unhappy, and they're beating up cops. It's disgusting. But that's what we got right now, huh? That's what we got. That's what happens when you have uh, election day on the le- on the last day of school. Unbelievable, the leadership this city has. Lack of leadership. People in it for themselves. Like Ewick. Did you see what I saw? From Nicole Gelinas, she is uh, one awesome researcher, and she found out something that I don't think uh, is getting enough attention here. Mayor Adams, uh, let's see, inside Mayor Adams' migrant debit card boondoggle, no bid bank gets $50 million, border crossers up to $10,000 each. Now, I knew about the $50 uh, per debit card per migrant, but this story, there's so many more layers to it. And as usual, the fake news missed it. Uh, Nicole Gelinas, New York Post. It takes money to make money, as the old saying goes. And apparently, it also takes money, as much as $53 million, to give money away. Earlier this month, the Post broke the story that Mayor Eric Adams is giving out prepaid cash cards to immigrants. Migrants, illegal migrants. Unusually for the mayor, Adams did not publicize this story himself, and his administration for nearly a month has failed to correct several public misperceptions about it. One misperception is that the program allows the city to give out just $50 million to migrants. No wonder the mayor has been reticent. This debit card program, if you read the actual contract, has the potential to become an open-ended, multi-billion dollar Bermuda Triangle of disappearing, untraceable cash used for any purpose. It will give migrants up to $10,000 each in taxpayer money with no ID check, no restrictions, and no fraud control. Now, why give out debit cards? When the Post exposed the mayor's debit card program earlier this month, the mayor's office spun it 
as a money-saving program to solve a problem, migrants staying in hotels don't eat all their food. DocGo, the city's no-bid emergency contractor to provide migrants with three meals a day, throws away up to 5,000 meals daily, wasting $7.2 million a year. Some food is inedible, expired or rotten, and other food doesn't meet migrants' dietary needs. Providing mass-scale meals completely and with options for specific needs, halal, kosher, vegan, non-gluten, isn't that hard. The school system does it. Airlines do it. Hospitals and jails do it. It wouldn't be that difficult for the city to solve this problem. On-site city auditors could refuse to pay for meals that are objectively inedible. Invisible mold, for example, or expired labeling. But that's not what the Adams administration is doing. Nicole puts it this way, solving the old boondoggle with a new boondoggle. Instead of assuring that its existing no-bid emergency contractor fulfills its duty to provide edible food, however, the Adams administration has solved its problem by retaining a new no-bid emergency contractor to provide a service with far more scope for waste, fraud, and abuse than stale sandwiches, giving out potentially billions of dollars of hard cash Few questions asked. Which vendors did the city's housing preservation and development consider for this contract as qualified to provide this complex financial service? New York City is home to hundreds of top-tier financial services and public benefits providers. A dream of competitive bidding to ensure that the city gets a good price as well as strong protections against fraud and abuse. But HPD considered only one. Newark-based Mobility Capital Finance, which also has an office in Harlem. Mo Cafe, Mo Cafe is what it's called for short, was founded by a guy named Wol Coxum, a former managing director at J.P. Morgan Chase, who said the death of Michael Brown in Ferguson, Missouri in 2014 inspired him to serve the underbanked and narrow the racial wealth gap. Anybody want to tell uh, old Wol Coxum that the Michael Brown case is a total fraud? He didn't say, hands up, don't shoot. He tried to grab that cop's gun right after punching out the guy who worked at the bodega. Michael Brown was a bad dude, just like Corn Pop. How did HBD choose Mobility Capital? The contract makes it quite clear. Mocafee was referred to HBD by City Hall. What kind of experience did Mocafee bring to this complex endeavor? None. As HBD helpfully notes, on a listing of prior related emergency large contracts, Mocafee is a new provider of emergency services for HBD. Mocafee's only city experience, HBD notes, is small-scale support of the city's participatory budget program. The company's broader nationwide experience is a platform for prepaid third-party debit cards and bank accounts marketed to minorities. So where did City Hall find Mocafi? The only clue is from a stray of off-the-cuff comments that Adams made at a reception earlier this month, calling Mocafi a minority business that we met on the campaign trail. Little did we know that God is going to say, there's going to be a crisis. You're going to need them, and it's going to cost us money to put investment into our community. A year ago, the Adams administration was already eager to find something for McAfee to do. So let me skip down to this. 
$53 million. $53 million. But that money is not for the migrants. That money is for this business, Mocafi. That's what it will be reserving. That's what it will be receiving for its fees. For handing out money, they get $53 million. You know what I want to know? How many people work there? Ooh, that would be a good... How many people actually work there? I'm going to guess it's under 10. That's my first guess. Could be wrong. Could be 500. I don't think so. As the contract document clearly and explicitly states, over the year's term, in exchange for Mocafee's performance of the services... The city shall pay to the contractor a total of amount not to exceed $53 million in accordance with the scope of services and fees. That scope of services does not include the money that the migrants actually receive on their debt cards. The city funds the cards. That is, they put the money on them separately. In other words, for a maximum of $53 million, Mocafi issues blank MasterCards in bulk. That's it. And for the service provided, Mocafi not only makes money from each card distributed, but gets a 3% fee on the first $50 million the city puts on the cards. $1.5 million. That fee drops, but only slightly after the first $50 million. I'm starting to figure out how Eric Adams affords that great wardrobe. Right? Something is up! So to sum up, So far, the Adams administration, with no oversight, no consultation with the city council, and no public discussion, has given itself the flexibility to launch a massive parallel benefits program alongside not replacing traditional welfare cash assistance and, for New Yorkers legally in the country long term, federal food stamps. But those traditional programs at least come with reasonable, if not fail-safe, fraud protections, People must prove eligibility for these programs, including providing identification. Uh, As the contract with Mocafi clearly states, cardholders will not be subject to ID verification. The city shall be responsible for the accurate delivery of cards to to consumers. This stinks. This totally and completely stinks. And we have a city hall press corps full of basically interns, 21, 22, 23 years old, sitting there in the blue room, can't believe they're there, desperate to fit in and not make any waves. Lennox, hello. (coughs) Pardon me. Do not use that kind of language. Yikes. Charles in Tom's River. Greg, pleasure to speak to you. I spent the uh, past weekend with my two sons and daughter down at the uh, National Marine Corps Museum in Quantico. Uh, I wanted to see my one of my sons to see what the Marine Corps is all about. I spent 20 years, and uh, right after, I think it was right after the Iwo Jima display, uh, I heard a familiar voice narrating a, a particular uh, section of the museum, and it was your voice. Uh, yeah, that's right. About uh, man, that's a long time ago. About at least ten, maybe fifteen years ago, they had me narrate some uh, things for them. That I yeah, they're still it's still playing there, huh? Wow, 
I every now and then I get a report. I've been to the museum. It's beautiful. It's right off of 95 in Virginia, Quantico, Virginia. And thanks for noticing. Yeah, I I, I narrate a bunch of films. Um, how is the museum? Do you like it? Uh, I love it. It's the second time I've been there. Uh, I'm still waiting for them to open up the new gallery from 1976 on. Uh, that was my time frame. But uh, I tell you, the Iwo Jima one, I had to leave because it brought tears to my eyes. It's it just so sad, all those Marines and sailors that were killed there, you know, fighting for our freedoms and, and to see where our country is right now. It's a... Uh, it's an eye opener. I wish more people would go see it. It's a good idea. Yeah, the National Marine Corps Museum, folks. It's about uh, forty minutes or so south of Washington D.C. And imagine what the, I wonder what those guys would think right now. What would they think? The guys who stormed those beaches, who fought like they fought. Uh, you know that the Attorney General of the State of New York is sitting and hosting. Drag time story hour for children, right? I mean, just one of a billion things that have gone wrong with this country. What would they think? And, you know, we're going to get to a place. Is this country worth defending? Is this country worth defending? Right now, yeah, absolutely, but we keep going in this direction. What the hell do we have? What do we have? Yeah, thank you uh, for, for calling, Charles, and for for putting it that way, you know? I also see, you ever see that meme of the guys hitting the beach? I know it's not Iwo Jima, but Guadalcanal. Uh, no, 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 uh, Normandy. And they're all wading onto the beach and they're under fire. And and the thing says, they are not in their comfort zone. <laughs> you know, like have everybody, I'm uncomfortable. That makes me uncomfortable. Well, how about getting shot or being under fire, trying to liberate a continent? That's not comfortable either. But they did it. They did it. And so did uh, so did succeeding. So did people like you and my dad and the rest. Thank you, Charles. All the best. Be right back. Greg Kelly. Kelly show. I don't know if you heard, but the FBI very suspiciously arrested uh, a man named Smirnov, who alleged in a uh, confidential conversation with the FBI that Hunter Biden may have accepted a $5 million bribe and uh, Joe Biden may have accepted a $5 million bribe. And the FBI initially refused that anybody could see that document because they were so afraid of this guy's identity becoming public. He was considered a valuable kind of resource for the FBI. Well, the FBI then turned around and arrested him, and his name is everywhere, Smirnoff. Um, And they're charging him with lying that that's all not true. Uh, I got this, though, from Comer, James Comer from the Oversight Committee. He links to the Daily Signal. President Joe Biden called Friday for the House to shut down its impeachment inquiry into the alleged influence peddling after the indictment of an FBI informant who said Biden might have accepted $5 million in bribes while vice president. Special counsel David Weiss, appointed to investigate the financial activities of the president's son, Hunter Biden, secured a grand jury indictment against Alexander Smirnov, 
alleging that he lied to the FBI. Smirnov faces up to 25 years in prison if convicted. A reporter asked Biden about the indictment at a press conference on Friday. Biden says he is lying and it should be dropped and it's just been an outrageous effort from the beginning, Biden said of Smirnov in the impeachment probe. But House Oversight Chair James Comer, who was in charge of the inquiry, said the impeachment investigation does not rely on Smirnov's allegation of a bribe. Uh, Comer said other evidence shows that millions of dollars in foreign cash went to Hunter Biden and other members of the Biden family. Business associates of the Biden family have said that Joe Biden, mostly while vice president, was the brand in doing business in foreign countries. We have over 30 million reasons, 30 million reasons to continue this investigation. And not one of those reasons relies on the corrupt FBI or an informant, Comer said in a statement. Bank records don't lie. Bank records and witness testimony reveal Joe Biden knew about and participated in his family's business schemes. And he has repeatedly lied to the American people about these facts. The American people demand the truth and accountability for wrongdoing. We will continue to follow the facts to propose legislation to reform federal ethics laws and to determine whether articles of impeachment are warranted. Last fall, the Oversight Committee released copies of checks showing separate payments of $40,000 and $200,000 made directly to Elder Biden, Joe Biden, filtered through either shell companies or family members. This information was separate from the claims made by the FBI informant. Those checks are dynamite. I'm going to have to break them out later in my little video. James Biden, by the way, the little brother of Joe, will be testifying before the committee tomorrow. Tomorrow on Capitol Hill behind closed doors. I got to go in a second. Tim, hello. How you doing, Greg? Simplify. Uh, just piece of information, A-10 was built by the Republic Aviation. It looks like uh, Eric Adams is pulling off sort of a de Blasio wife kind of routine. You know, it's a scam. You'll have all the non-profits and stuff, and money will just start to flow out under new names. Great great observation. Uh, Fairchild, I thought. Uh, anyway, great observation, just like Charlene McRae and that Thrive program. Remember Thrive NYC and all the billions that went missing? Thank you, Tim, very much. Lisa. I love your show. Listen to me. You really surprised about Biden? I mean, this is nothing new. Okay, he's a legitimate president, and they're doing this this election interference. The whole entire he is the crisis. Biden is the crisis. I uh, yeah, I love it. I love it. I love it, Lisa. Anything else? Because you're just the best. I'm so glad I got to touch uh, with you. You call well, we anytime. We got to really stand up and fight. We got to stand up. We got to stand up and do the right thing. And uh, we're going to, we'll save this country. Thank you, Lisa. Uh, Nate. You got to be quick, Nate. Mike. Hey, what's going on, Greg? Um, I wanted to talk about uh, uh, that Trump fraud case a little bit. Uh, one one question and uh, one comment. Uh, the question, how did they not put Letitia James on the stand and make her answer why they even looked into the case to begin with. There was no complaining witness. I mean, it was, and, and to, to answer the question, really, Kathy Hochul came out and said, oh, the New York uh, real estate developers shouldn't want to leave New York because this was just for Trump uh, <laughs> because of his behavior. I'm like, what? Yeah, I know. It's been- totally crazy. So the answer to that question, there's no complaining witness. You're right. 
but they jump they 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 bend over backwards to justify the AG's investigation in the first four pages of this dumb ruling where they cite some 1956 law that they say enables and empowers the AG to pursue this kind of case. But anybody who reads it can tell, wait a second, this is not making sense. And he's just, it's, he's all over the place. And it's obviously, they're stretching it to the breaking point. And uh, I wonder if you could put her on the stand. That would be interesting. Mike, thank you. Uh, uh, Barbara, you have the final word. They need to do lifestyle audits on every one of the Biden family, where they look at every bank account, every major purchase they have made. Where did the funds come from? Where are they revealed? It can't be cash like we're seeing down in the Georgia case. It can't be big wads of cash. It has to come and go through bank accounts. And a lifestyle audit would find that. And Nikki Haley, I see her on television. I have to turn her off. She's so ignorant and so insolent. Does she think that this breaking our law system down is not going to come back at her? She is in the process of picking up the snake that Trump talks about that beautiful half-frozen snake. She has picked it up and she is embracing it. She is so ignorant to think it's not going to come back and bite her and kill her when it is the snake's convenience to do so. Terrific point. You're right about that. Hey, and isn't it interesting? Two men in South Carolina have signed affidavits alleging an affair. I'm not saying that's... I mean, what did she do to these guys? where they actually uh, put it in an official court document that they uh, fooled around with her. Weird. Thank you.